0: Somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Everybody here, let me hear you clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Are we excited this morning? Are we blessed by our children this morning? The praise and worship, the offering taken, the tithe taken. But we've been blessed by them. Everything they've done, the song, the ministration and the dance oh boy yeah let's appreciate god let's thank god for their lives amen lift up your bibles and say with me say this is my bible it is the word of god i believe what he says i am i can do what he says i can do I am not a hearer only, I am a doer of the word. Wave your Bible and shout a big amen. God bless you. Thank God for the kingdom kids. And I want to especially appreciate their teachers and their leaders. Can we put our hands together for them? Yeah. Um yeah can i have all the teachers of the kingdom kids come forward please all of you come father as they take care of children we pray that in the name of jesus you will bless them and you will bless their children i pray that every desire of their heart to be granted in the name of jesus i ask oh god that you will never put them to shame they will see your glory in the land of the living their testimony will abound to all in jesus name amen god bless you put your hands together for them hallelujah oh i said hallelujah are you in church i said hallelujah ask somebody are you in church this morning what did they say they're in church Yeah, then tell the person, let me feel you are in church. Huh? Yeah. Touch the person and see. Touch the person. Are you cold? Is the person cold? Is he alive? Is she alive? Tell the person, if you're alive, let me feel you right now. Okay. Um. So, this month is a month of sowing and reaping. And we are going to be talking on kingdom finances. I'm more excited because the children are here. And I'm going to speak on that. You know, the Jews, the Jews believe that a child must start learning about money at the age of five or six. And by the age of eight and nine, they start giving the children financial responsibilities. In other words, they start making them take care of their finances. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. And so, um, when you are a Christian child, or you have a Christian child, it is not wrong for you to teach your children about money. Now, and so, this morning, I'm going to break my language down so that our children can also make sense of what I'm going to teach. Can I hear somebody say a better Amen. Money is one of the very, very um, critical subjects in the world today. In fact, like they have a saying that money makes the world go round. <laughs> and people, because of the nature of money and because of the, the impact of money and the impact of poverty, we have two extremes. So, people usually make up a lot of stories about money. And it didn't start in our days. It has been so from time immemorial. Before I continue, my topic this morning is the portrait or the picture of poverty. All right? I choose to call it the portrait of poverty. I'm going to start by quickly mentioning 10 lies you must avoid when it comes to money. Ten lies that have been told. These are things that are commonly repeated. So we hear it being said. Sometimes they say it until unconsciously we imbibe some of these things into our thinking. But quickly let's go. Number one, the first lie is that money is not important. People say, especially for us Christians, money is not important. Salvation is the main thing. Once you are saved, that is all. But that is a lie. Salvation comes from the Greek word sozo. Which also means health, prosperity, deliverance, healing, and all that. So when we say that somebody is saved, the book of John tells us that, Beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. So, salvation is as important, but money is equally important. Can I hear somebody say amen? Oh, Can I hear somebody say amen? Number two. The saying is that money is evil. Have you heard that before? Ask somebody, are you sure you are alive this morning? So, have you heard that saying before? Money is evil. Yeah. Eh? These are things we, casual comments we make. Hey, money is evil. Money can, <laughs> but that is a lie. First Timothy chapter six, verse 10 says, the love of money is the root of all evil. The Bible never said that money is evil. He says the love of money is the root of all evil. So, when you begin to describe money as evil and as a Christian, because God doesn't want anything evil to come to you, he will make sure that since you see money as evil, money never comes to you. (laughs) But may money come to you in Jesus' name. Number three, now, let me give you this other scripture to complement number two. Haggai chapter two and verse eight. God said, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord. So if it is evil, why would God own something which is evil? Deuteronomy eight eighteen thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that gives you power to get wealth. Money cannot be evil. Everybody say with me, say money is not evil. Somebody say money is good. All the children say money is good. Children say God, give me plenty money in life. Amen? Yeah. Number three. They say money will cure your problems and guarantee you happiness. That is the other extreme. So there are people who say that when you have money, you don't have a problem again. Once you have money, you will be happy. And so, it makes people go to any extent to get money. Some will kill to get money. Some will steal to get money. Some will do anything to get money. But that is not true. Money will not cure all your problems in life. I will balance this statement as I go along. But, Money will not cure every problem in this life. And money does not guarantee personal happiness. Some of the saddest people on earth are people who don't like money. Hmm? Somebody said this, and I quote, Money can buy you medicine, but not health. Money can buy you a house, but cannot buy you a home money can buy you a bed but cannot buy you sleep money can buy you friends but can never buy you love money can build you a church but cannot buy you salvation so money has its limits and so you don't live for money you don't live to make money at all costs that's why i was saying last week that don't sacrifice your family just because of money. Can I hear somebody say amen in the house? Don't sacrifice your life. There are people who will go for, you know, and, and in recent times in this advent of this sakawa things, there are young people who go for money rituals and they tell them you will live for 5 years. Just go and enjoy money. And and some young people because they've had this wrong impression that money will guarantee you happiness, money will solve all your problems, and so on and so forth. Money is not the end of everything. Can I hear somebody say amen in the house? Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 says, He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied by silver. So, it is just as what I quoted in 1 Timothy. That the love of money. Ecclesiastes puts it in a different way. He says, He that loveth silver, if you love money, you will not be satisfied by it. Haven't you seen rich people? The richer they get, the more they become deep in trying to get more. That is it. It's very addictive. Yeah, number four. Some are given that is the, the, the fourth lie we've here and are taught the fourth line is that some are gifted to be rich and some are destined to be poor have you heard that before Uh, uh, okay you are right but have you heard that before oh some have been destined to be rich children as you grow up never accept this saying that some people are destined to be rich and you are destined to be poor no you are destined to be rich I don't like your amen. I said, you are destined to be rich. Everybody lift up your hand and say, prosperity is my portion. Come on, everybody shout it loud and say, prosperity is my portion. Let's even assume that some are destined to be rich and some to be poor. Why should you be the one destined to be poor? Even if that is true, why should poverty be your portion? Are not riches. But that is a lie in the first place. Amen? The truth is, anybody who follows God's principles, will move out of poverty into God's abundance. Principles work universally. So the principle is that if there is a naked, naked wire, electricity, cable. That is not covered. The principle is that if you touch it, the energy running through the lies will flow through your body and will shock you and it can kill you. Is that correct? Alright. I don't know it. I don't know. And I go and touch it. Will it shock me? No. Talk to me. Will it shock me? I know it, but I speak in tongues. I have bound the spirit of shock out of the cable, and I touch the cable. Will I be shocked? Ah, I just had communion. Are you sure I'll be shocked? Even after the anointing service today, if you touch naked wire with power flowing through it, will it shock you? Why? Why? It's a principle. The principle is that anything that goes up must come down. Huh? So, the Bible says He will give His angels charge over me. So, I go and stand on the last floor of our building. How many floors do we have? Is it four? Four, yes. So, I go and stand on the fourth floor. And I said, It is written, He shall give His angels charge over me. In the name of Jesus, I will walk in the sky. What will happen? By the next time you realize, your bishop is diamond. Because it is a principle. In the same way, God has given us principles that guides finances. If you follow God's principles, you will move out of poverty into riches. This month, as you are taught divine principles, may God take you into the realm of abundance in the name of Jesus. I said, God will take you into the realms of abundance in the name of Jesus Christ. Luke 6 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down. That is a principle. That is a principle. The principle says give and it shall be given to you. So, if you pray from morning to night, you pray 12 hours a day, you will still be poor. Because that is not a principle. Amen. Number five. The fifth line is that God does not want you to be financially prosperous. Hmm? There are some who say so because they said Solomon prayed and said God don't give me too much. God don't bless me financially too much so that I sin against you and don't make, it, don't make me poor else I will put forth my hand into iniquity the man who you said prayed that prayer let's even assume that's what he meant the bible says that (laughs) in his day he was the richest man are you getting what I'm talking about in Matthew chapter 6 verse 32 and verse 33 Matthew six thirty-two and 33 Jesus himself said After all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father know the things, know that you need all these things. Verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And what was Jesus talking about? Jesus was talking about personal needs. He was talking about money. He was talking about the things the unbelievers seek after. And Jesus himself said that these things, the Gentiles or the unbelievers, they seek after these things. But as for you, seek for the kingdom of God and these things shall be added unto you. May God add abundance to your life in Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands and let me hear your amen. In 1 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 12, God said to Solomon, I will give you riches and honor. Yeah? One of my favorite scriptures, Psalm 35. Verse 27. Give me Psalm 35 verse 27 quickly. One of my favorite scriptures. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause? And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants? So God takes pleasure when his servants prosper. Who are the servants of God here? Oh, you are not one of them. All right, All the servants of God, you will prosper and you will make God excited. So, the Bible says, God himself, he takes pleasure when you prosper. So, teach your children. Listen, today, we are celebrating our children, but teach them, teach them, teach them, teach your children that God is excited when his people prosper. Hmm? Yeah. Remember at the beginning, I've already said that money is not everything. So you don't sacrifice your life for money. Are we together? So get the balance. Number six. There is nothing. That's a sixth lie. There is nothing you can do about your financial situation. That's a sixth lie. People say, you can't do anything about it. That is how you were made. And they say this and they say it all the time, but the truth of the matter is that unbelievers wait for luck, they depend on luck but we use God's principles every situation is subject to change including your financial situation your finances depends on three things number one your giving, number two your spending and number three Your savings. Let's say it together. Say my finances. Talk to me, Church. Say my finances depends on the following. Number one, my giving, number two, my spending, and my savings. Yeah, these three things determines what everybody becomes in life. And it's proven scripturally. As the days go by, we may zoom into some of these things and talk a little bit about it. But listen, we are supposed to give more, spend less, and save more. Give more, spend less, save more. Children, if you want to be rich in future, give more. When I say give more, I mean give to God more. Give your tithe, give offerings. Anytime God blesses you, give to God. Spend less. It is not everything you see you like that you must buy. The fact that you have money does not mean that you should buy everything you like. sisters, sisters, are you in the house? The fact that you are working in Mokola market and then you saw a shoe that was so nice and you had the money does not mean you should buy it. It is called impulse buying. And the fact that brother, you have a new fiance or you've seen a new girl and you want to impress the girl, does not mean that when you take your salary, go and sit in a restaurant Huh? And eat and drink. By the time you wake up, you, your salary is 1,500. By the time you wake up, on, in one, one hour or two hours, you've spent 300 or 400 Ghana cities. Are you normal? Your salary is thousand five. You've sat down in one place. Official. 400. And my people will say Four, 400. 400. Official 400. Sister, you earn 1,000 Ghana CDs. Your hair, your hair is 600 Ghana CDs. Are you okay? Huh? One of my children, my, one of my sons will ask me, the hair. <laughs> huh? Is everything okay? You see, there are certain lifestyles that when you live, nobody can save you. You will be poor. And it's not a case. When you spend more if you are if you're a spender you're a heavy spender you spend you spend you spend there are times if you want to build a financial future you must learn how to discipline yourself or what i call sometimes you have to punish yourself there are times you should be able to see something i remember one time when we were building i traveled with my wife to amsterdam and i i work hard i worked very hard i was preaching all over the i was preaching Preaching from Amsterdam, I would travel to Germany, go to Italy, go here, there. I was traveling all over the place, but we were building, so bought some few things for the children, some few things for my wife, one or two things. And then my wife said, "No, but you have to buy something for yourself." I said, "No, it is not that I don't need it, but I said no, I, <laughs> I'm fine." Then one day, herself and um, our Amsterdam pastor, they said, "Oh, Bishop." At least get one thing for yourself. So we went. With, I went to Amsterdam city, and then we saw a suit, very nice suit. I said, "Okay, I'll buy this one." When we went to the shop, we asked for the price. How much is it? How, was it four hundred or six hundred euros, or thereabouts? So we went to look. I tried it. When I asked for the price, and they told me, then I started thinking in my head. In a biased maintainer. It's a, yeah, yeah. Oh, do I say? Oh, Charlie, the thing is nice. That thing fits you. It's nice. It's nice. I said, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> then we went out of the shop. Then my wife started complaining. Ah. So we went. Ah, came back. Then I looked at it the again. Then I said, no, I won't. We did it about three times. Eh? About three or four times. Then later on when I looked at the tension around me, I said, okay. (laughs) But, if you are not disciplined, I know friends, and even, you can even be a pastor and be poor, not because God is not blessing you. There are some of you who have been praying that God, give me 2,000 cities for something. God even gave you 5,000, just that he didn't give it to you in bulk. So you didn't see it. He gave you 200 today, he gave you 300 the next day, he gave you 400 the next day, he gave you, I know friends of mine, who don't, they don't even have a land but when you see the car they drive like whoa it's nice but you'll be poor there are some of you you even want to get married you you want to get married like you are the president's son or the president's daughter it doesn't make sense give more spend less save more when i became born again years ago and i became a pastor one of the days, I had Bishop teaching on Joseph. The Joseph principle. recently he taught it again. And he was teaching on savings. It's in one of his books. And more than enough. It's in the book. And he was teaching and he was saying that every income you make, you should be able to save 20%. He was teaching how Joseph taught Pharaoh that let's save 20% of everything that comes. At that time, my salary was... <laughs> if I mention it, you will be surprised. But from that time, I started to save 20% of my salary. Save it. Save it. So, sometimes, I've had people come to my house and they come and they say, wow, young guy. Because we moved into our house when I was 30-something years old. And I've told my friends, you don't need to be a general overseer of a church to build a house. Are you you understanding what I'm talking about? If you are disciplined, you can be free from poverty. May God give you the discipline you need in the name of Jesus are you learning something this morning until after some time i never bought a shoe beyond a certain price i will never buy a shirt beyond a certain price no even now there are things i may have the money but i will not buy it Kwai, you know why my children are young my first son is writing his final exam in the next few whatever he'll be going to the university i can't be living like who am i impressing which of you am I going to impress? <laughs> I don't have any impression to make. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, give more. Let's say it once again. Say, give more. You don't believe it, so you are not saying it. Say, give more. Spend less. Save more. Yeah. be one you've given, but in fact you've actually bought a land in your stomach yeah some of you the dress you are wearing from top to down you don't have savings but from top to down it's more than 500 Ghana cedis. yeah some of you you have no business going to a boutique i know some of you will be offended but let me tell you the truth C- can i speak to somebody this morning Some of you have no business going to a boutique. Yeah. Now, you don't have any business in a boutique. For now, some of you, at a certain level, you must know the road to um, what do you call our place? Cantamanto. You You must know the way to Cantamanto. At a certain level, you must know the way there. Yeah. You are in your early 20s. You don't come from a rich home. You are living with your father and your mother. And you are buying boutique dresses. No, 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 no. That's very, very unwise. A gentleman who is very close to me, like a son, he got married and somebody gave him a place to stay. You know, so he's not paying rent. And he's doing a good work. I told him, I said, if you move from this house to rent a building, then you are the biggest fool that ever emanated from your family. He said, why? I said, you are not paying rent to the person. So, pay rent into your own account and pay more. I asked him, how much do you earn? Your wife too is working. I said, look, save more than 50% of your salary. Don't buy dresses. He said, Bishop, i As we speak today, in about two and almost three years now, as we speak today, he's building a house. He's not building a you know, single story. He's building a story building. He's just about you know, doing the flow of the building. Why? He could have lived a good life. Bought things, dressed, eating well, eating in restaurants. But by now, he will have nothing to show for it. May God give you wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are blessed, clap your hands and shout a big Amen. Children, do you understand what I'm teaching? What I do is, my children, I give them money Pocket money to school. When I give them the money, I don't tell them how to use the money, but I tell them you must save some of the money. So everybody in my house has a sushi box. Everybody in my house has a sushi box. When you go, if I see consistently you are spending all the money I gave you, I reduce it. I tell you, I'll reduce the money. So if I give you five CDs, you must spend one, two, three CDs. The rest go and put it in your sushi box. Teach your children. Parents, teach your children how to save. Teach them that you will not be there for them every day. They must know what to do with money when it comes into their hands. Don't wait till they are 20 years old. The the evil that was done to a lot of us is that even after university, nobody had taught you anything about money. Is it true or correct? Yeah. So it was when we grew up, that we started doing trial error. But teach the child the way he should go and when he grows up, he will not depart from it. Amen. Number seven says regular giving and the amount you give does not matter. Yeah. Some people say, Oh, I used to give power. That's enough. No. Regular giving matters. Jesus was interested in how much people gave in church. You remember the story of the old woman who gave the two mites? You remember that story? Yeah. Where was Jesus standing when he saw the woman giving? Where was Jesus? Yes, behind the offering bowl. When they were taking the offering, Jesus was standing behind the offering bowl. Yeah. And he was looking what everybody was giving. For him to be, he didn't see that the woman gave the might by prophecy. He saw, the Bible says, and he saw the woman drop the thing. So, he saw it. So, Jesus was interested in what people gave. So, don't don't be like, you know, God, God only looks at the heart. Yes, God looks at the heart. It's true. But the truth of the matter is that God knows how much he has blessed you. So, when God blesses you and your level is at a certain level, and then you come to church and give offering of one Ghana cities, God knows that you. Mm. Yeah. It means you have not tried. Number eight. They say money is an unspiritual subject, and the church should not be discussing it. That's a lie. That money is very, very unspiritual so why should we discuss it in church? but listen to this Jesus spoke about money more than he spoke about heaven and hell put together because money, whether you like it or not is a universal addiction there are people in church they have no problem as long as the preacher is preaching on on sin, preaching on holy ghost baptism Preaching on the gifts of the spirit. Preaching on prophecy. Preaching on everything. Preaching on marriage. Hmm? Yes. Preaching on how to raise your children. But as soon as you start talking about money, people feel like, no, no, no. Don't let us go there. But if you want the manual, if you want the best way on how to handle money, this is the manual for it. This is the manual for it. The only one that is able to say, that the silver is mine. He didn't say, I have silver. Huh? All the rich people in this world, they have money. But the only one who said that the silver is mine and the gold is mine, is gold. So if it belongs to him, he has taught us on how to apply it, how to use it, and how to get it. That is the best place to talk about it. Somebody say amen. Oh, let me hear somebody say a better Amen. Are you learning something this morning? Number nine. They said, the ninth lie is that it's wrong and selfish to give and expect returns from God. They said, when you give, don't expect God, don't expect anything from God. When you give, you've given. Don't expect God to do anything for you. That is a lie. Jesus said, in the scripture we quoted earlier, Luke 6, Give and it shall be given unto you. Mm? So, every giving must be accompanied with an expectation. When you give an offering, it is in fulfillment to scripture. In fact, why do we give in the first place? Because it is God's principles. It is God's principles. And I am a firm believer in the fact that giving brings about blessings. Because I have not only seen it, I have experienced it. Oh, I said, I have experienced it. May you experience it in the name of Jesus Christ. Every giving you have given, may you receive rewards in Jesus' name. I remember in circle, those days, I was about either 18 or 19 years old. When the first, when that fundraising was done to acquire the doom, the Jowulu place, how many were, were around? How many of you were around? Wow, awesome. I was a very, very young boy. And that day, I wept. You know why I wept? When the fundraising was being done, I used to go to church with Chalewati. And I remember very well, I couldn't pledge. So I was crying that I couldn't pledge. I couldn't pledge. In the second service or thereabouts, as I was crying, I just said to myself, no. I will, I will, I will pledge some. <laughs> so I took the pledge, something. And I, and I did. And then after that, I used to depend on people's generosity. When we closed from church, this one I would say, "We'll oh, take this one. I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know. And I struggled and I paid. Church, I have never regretted it. I have never regretted it. I am a firm believer that anyone who gives to God receives reward. So, don't buy the lie that when you give, don't expect returns. No. Teach yourself. Let it enter your subconscious today that every giving produces results. Every giving produces results. Every giving produces results. Your giving will produce results. Your giving will produce results. And then the last one, they said, You don't need to work hard for money. If you will get it, you will get it. You don't, you don't need to struggle. You don't need to work hard for it. You know, if, you, if it will come, it will come. Mm-hmm. But Proverbs 28, verse 19 and 20 says, He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread but he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh his to be rich shall not be innocent. So, it is not true that just by sitting down, if God has blessed you to come, there are so many people blessed by God. There are people, there was a guy years ago in a French church when I was pastoring them, he He brought me a gift one day. He brought me a shoe as a gift. And I looked at him. He was, he's he's from, is it? Congo. Congo, Brazzaville? I looked at him and I said, he was a young boy who had been sent to come and study. Where did you get the money to buy this shoe? He said he saved to buy it. So I asked him, how much did you buy it? Then he told me the amount. I was touched. So, if it was 200 CDs, for example, I doubled the money and gave it to him, and I said, go and buy two more and sell it, because it is very cheap. He said, somebody showed him where they sell it in wholesale, so that's how can we got it at that price. I said, okay, then that's good. So, I gave him the money. He went, bought the two shoes, in less than a week, he sold it, double the price, and then he brought me back the money. I said, no, I don't need it, it is yours. Go and buy more and sell. Do you know what happened? Few years later, this guy owns about three boutiques in Ghana. This guy was now employing Ghanaians. Ghanaians to work for him. He, I mean, anytime a preacher would come to Jowlo, this guy would take a suit and go and sow as a seed. How did this start? Yes, there was a blessing on his life. But the blessing without work will make you a useless person. So there are some of you, you finish school, you are not getting a job, you are just sitting down. Please, from today, get up. If you must sell pure water, sell pure water. I didn't like your amen. I said, if you must sell pure water, sell pure water. You can't be sitting down and saying, I'm looking for a job. What do you mean by, you, you can't be looking for a job. Go out and do something. Yeah. Sell. When my son finished JHS, eh, or it was gss two, when we make him to go and work, JHS two, yes, in JHS two, during vacation, I will tell him you can't sit at home; you have to go and work. So I got a place for him. He goes there. He was about is it eleven years, eleven, twelve, there about, yes. So he goes there, vacation job <laughs> in Ghana. I want you to know that the food you eat in the house, it is labor that produces it. So you go. The first place was one, a bank in Jowulu. That was, yeah. So you go there, and then they will send him, go and do photocopy. Go and do this. Come and clean this place. Come and sweep. He did it for some time. And when he comes, he oh, says, daddy. <laughs> and guess what? They were not paying him. <laughs> I just wanted him to understand that if you want something in life, you must work for it. Some of you, you work nine and you close at five. You can sell something in addition. Because the kind of prayers we pray, the kind of giving we make you do in this church, there is a blessing on your life. And that blessing must produce in the name of Jesus Christ. As you are clapping and saying amen, let your giving produce for you. Somebody say amen. wife has been telling me sometimes you know my wife has a shop and she does electric cars and sometimes she will go to town and she will tell me she met somebody and the way they were looking at her they were surprised that ah because passing here passing there look if you're lazy you don't to trouble children laziness will make you poor amen so Let us work hard. The blessing on your life will multiply as you work hard. Yeah. As you work hard. I believe. Don't have a problem with what I'm going to say. But I believe. Anybody below 40, if you sleep more than 5 hours or 6 hours a day, you are lazy. Yeah. If you are below 40, you sleep more than 6 hours a day. You are a lazy person. Hmm? Hello? Yeah. You are lazy. Because you should be, you should be, you should be reading. You should be doing something. You should be, you should be very active. I'm not saying don't rest. That's not what I'm saying. Huh? but you cannot just be sleeping sleeping if you have a child at home who is always sleeping, sleeping 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 find something for the child to do if you don't find anything for the child to do bring the child i will let him come and sweep the church every morning even if you don't have church service he will come and sweep and go home amen in luke chapter 16 verse 19 the bible talks about lazarus and the rich man and how that they both died. Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom and the rich man was in hell. True? Now, Lazarus did not go to Abraham's bosom because he was poor. Get that. So, that thinking that when you are poor, it is godly. It is not godly. The rich man did not go to hell because he was rich. Because Abraham's bosom, Abraham himself was a very rich man. Abraham had a personal army of 400 people. Abraham, no poor man has a personal army. To even get one West Tech security man in Ghana, it means you are rich. Abraham did not have a West Tech security. He had an army. An army simply means that they had weapons. To acquire weapons, you must be rich. In those days, he had to transport his army. So it means he had camels and horses for his army. Abraham was a rich man. So, Abraham's bosom is not, ri- not a place for <laughs> Just because you are poor, so you go to Abraham's bosom. Please. You can be poor and still go to hell. The only ticket and passport to heaven is believing in the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Am I teaching some Bible this morning? Are you sure? Let me quickly, I have three minutes, but let me quickly show you few things the Bible have to say about poverty. Number one, Ecclesiastes 9, chapter 14, verse 16, up to 16. It says, there was a little city and few men within it. And there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. 15, now there was found in it a poor wise man. Somebody a poor wise man. And he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no man remembered the same poor man. He delivered the city but nobody remembered him. You can be a very wise person but this world does not give credence to poor people. It gives credence to people who have a voice. 16. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, a poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. This is what the Bible has to say about poverty. Say, from today I reject poverty. Come on, say it louder. Say, from today I reject poverty. Say, from my bloodline, poverty, you are out. Proverbs 22, verse 7. Proverbs 22, verse 7. The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. You can be a Holy Ghost-filled man, but when you are poor, the rich will rule over you. This is what Bible have to say about poverty. Proverbs 14, verse 20. The poor is hated even of his own neighbor. Your neighbors will hate you when you are a poor man. Because anytime you knock at their door, they know what you are coming to do. Auntie, hey, hey, eh, eh, you then you go and then you come back. Hey, in the she feels Oh, she talk me in, you The next day you come, since time past, The next time you come, hey, my daddy say no, my daddy say, "Kwale, your man said I say no." Now, over that the same. So the next time they see you coming, they say, "Kamalake, sheybe, 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 I've gone out." The poor is hated by his own neighbors. There are people. Who, when you greet them, they they reluctantly respond. But the time is coming. Even before you greet them, they will look for you and greet you. If your amen is louder, you are the one I'm talking to. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 15 says, The rich man's wealth is a strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. So there are a lot of poor people who have been destroyed by poverty. More than demons have destroyed them. Yeah. Poverty will make you look older than your age. Haven't you seen some before? Yeah. You meet people and you ask them, how old are you? He said, "Oh, I'm, I'm 27. He said, hey, is it your football age? They said, oh, no, 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 no. It's my real age. <laughs> because when you look at them, he looks like your father. Haven't you seen, some of you, some of you, some of you, tell me the truth. Haven't you seen that when you started, when life started becoming comfortable small haven't you seen that now you look younger than even 10 years ago no is it not true you are sick you, you your skin yeah. and you are there magnifying poverty Oh, it's a lie i curse poverty from your life in the name of jesus I said I curse poverty in the name of Jesus. Malaria, malaria kills, malaria kills. How many rich people have you seen malaria killing them? No, I'm asking you. Cholera, cholera by cholera by. Do you hear of cholera in East legon and Laboni? Laboni estates? Where, where is cholera? Uh, why, who's there, Choco? Is that the first name you could call? Huh? yeah, cholera, cholera. By have you heard in Trasaco, Trasaco, hmm? Trasaco Valley? Have you heard that there's an outbreak of cholera in Trasaco? get No. Who runs Who runs look at all the people they used to do that advert look at all the people have you seen that advert yeah. then they go to a public toilet then they go to this some of some of the toilets of some people <laughs> cholera can never be <laughs> i'm telling the truth no. is it true or correct say pu- clap your hands they say poverty you are out Some of the things we pray about, it is not prayer; it is <laughs> it is poverty manifestation. haragata yeah. Mini, 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 Prayer topic. School fees. Are, oh, mommy. The devil is holding the school fees. Jack, jai, jai, fees <laughs> and change the prayer topic. How you understand what I'm talking? I'm not saying it is wrong to pray about things you need. That's what I'm saying. But I'm only saying that some of the prayer topics it is poverty induced. Poverty induced prayer topics. I see money coming into the church. When I say money coming into the church, you are the one, you are the church. I said, I see money coming into the church. I said, I see money coming into the church. Finally. 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 Give unto God regularly to break poverty. Number two. Be a faithful tither. Pay your tithe faithfully. Number three. Give to the poor. No matter who you are, there is somebody you are better than. Don't always be looking for people to give to you. You too. You can give to the poor. Mm? Yeah. Number four. Give to God's prophets. Give prophets offering. Give to the servants of God. And then number five, pray about your financial situation. By doing these things, I trust the picture of poverty will be replaced in your life. The portrait of poverty shall become the portrait of prosperity and blessings. May God bless you. May God bless your children. May God bless your seed forever and ever. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. In any way, if you want your sins forgiven you, and you are here, please lift up your hand let me pray with you Whilst every eye is closed if you are here and your sins have not forgiven you are not even sure if you die today, you go to heaven you realize that you are living a life that is so different from what God wants you to do and you want your sins to be forgiven please lift up one hand and I won't, I'm going to pray with you if you want your sins to be forgiven lift up one hand, yes, yes. lift up one hand, I'm going to pray with you with that hand lifted up Quickly walk to me in front here. Come. Come. Some of them are children, but allow them to come unto me. Jesus said, yes, come. Come. You want your sins to be forgiven. Come. Come. You want your sins to be forgiven. Come. Whether you're an adult or whoever you are, come. You want your sins to be forgiven. You are not sure if you die today, you go to heaven. Come. Come. and receive Jesus. Come and receive Jesus. Come and receive Jesus. You He will never, never let me down. I will give God my lifetime. Yes, you want your sins to be forgiven. Come. (laughs) It's amazing. My lifetime. I will give God my life. If I give God, if I give God my life, He will take care of me he will take care of me he will never let me down all of you here close your eyes and lift up your hand and pray this prayer with me and church let's all pray this prayer together say lord jesus say it louder say lord jesus i am a sinner i cannot save myself that is why You came to die for me. Today, forgive me all my sins. And wash me with your blood. Come into my life. And make me a new person. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. From today, I am born again. Amen. Put your hand on your chest. Father, in the name of Jesus establish these ones especially these little children in your kingdom let them live for you the rest of their lives in Jesus name amen god bless